Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 332. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for tuning in to the blogcast. It's not tuning in when it's a podcast. There's no little dial. I mean, that would be fun, but we don't have any way. <laughs> I guess that's the language that just continues from radio. So thank you for being here. Thank you for pushing play. <laughs> that's, that's the real, that's the real thing. Okay. So, uh, today's blog is, uh, about a television program I watched called the Empress. Well, at least that's what it's called in English. I believe it's actual title may be more like Die Kaiserin. <laughs> that sounds, uh, for German speakers, please forgive me. Forgive me. But it's a uh, it's a lady a lady Kaiser, yeah. I know I heard it in the show, but it's been a few weeks since I have watched it. Maybe even a couple of months at this point. Uh, in any case, it it's it's the Empress in German. But I, I'm curious about that distinction. Does Kaiser actually translate to emperor? I guess it must. Anyway. Uh, I will tell you about it more in the blog, but I thought I might just give you a heads up here before in case you're one of those people who likes to uh, be prepared and you could watch it. It's not very, it's not a super long series, um, but you know, just in case you don't want any spoilers. I don't think there's anything um, super spoilery in here, but just in case. I believe it is on Netflix. Okay, so why don't I read it to you? It is called The Empress's Shoes. It was the shoes that made me suspicious. It was either the kind of story that was true and became the central story of this woman's history, or it was entirely invented. So, I went looking for some historical context for The Empress, a German TV show about Elizabeth of Austria. I learned a lot, though found nothing about the shoes. I'll come back to them later. The show is delightful, I'm not gonna lie. It is a fun romantic period drama full of court intrigue and historical detail. I am enjoying it very much. But, I have learned that it has very little to do with this woman's actual life, and I'm curious about the motivation for the differences. In essence, the writers have made a beautiful historical fantasy. What if old-time Europeans were like we want to be, but in prettier costumes? It's an intriguing mythologization, really. What if... The Empress were a headstrong iconoclast way ahead of her time who speaks her mind and shoots guns and doesn't do what she's told. What if she's a poet and doesn't care about her appearance like everyone expects her to? What if she's loads of fun and really nice and her only flaw is that she doesn't know how to suppress her true self? What if she marries the Emperor out of love not because she wants to marry up. Of course we love her. These are our values. But it turns out 
Well, she was really smart and did read a lot of books and she did write poems. She was very much concerned with her appearance. She spent two hours having her hair brushed every day. To wash it every three weeks took the entire day. She was obsessed with tight lacing her corset such that many people were worried about what she was doing to herself. Unlike the show, where she is apparently shocked to be laced into a corset and would prefer to go without. All historical accounts suggest that she was unusually concerned about her appearance, even for an empress. She was apparently so fatphobic that she made her daughter afraid of Queen Victoria when she met her. This is not someone who might suggest rolling around in a muddy stream with her beloved. I mean, it's an enjoyable scene in the TV show, but wildly improbable. And the central premise of Emperor Franz Joseph and Princess Elizabeth just falling in love with each other because of their personalities is very fun in the show, but not at all what happened. Yes, her older sister was supposed to be the one to marry him, like in the show. But he spotted the 15-year-old Elizabeth and insisted on her instead. So he looked at the 18-year-old sister and went, Ah, no. I'll have the child, please. I can see why all these choices were made. We want a love story, not a problematic age gap. We want a ballsy heroine, not a vain clothes horse. We want a woman ahead of her time, not one who embodied many of the complications of her own moment. These choices are made for the TV show to please us, to give us a heroine we'll really root for. Which brings me to the shoes. In the fifth episode, they take the Empress out to see the people. And she breaks protocol and goes into the foundry to see a little urchin she saw disappear there. The empress sees the state of the child's feet and gives the child her own shoes. What a saint. This rich lady really cares about the poor. If only anyone would listen to her instead of just admiring her beauty... It's just what we want in a leader. Someone who'd give away the very shoes on her feet. Wow. But I cannot find even the barest mention of Elizabeth giving even the smallest shit about the poor. This is not to say it wasn't so. I haven't read any of the books about her, and I have seen no primary resources, so maybe in those... She cares nothing for her possessions and really sees poor people. There are stories about her caring for veterans and people with mental illness later in her life. And there's one kind of performative Christmas ritual for poor children. But that's all I could find. I think this collection of extra historical things in the show are best read as a contemporary fantasy one in which a wealthy princess is really a compassionate hero of the people, one who really gets it and would forsake her own comfort for the needs of the poor. She's an Austrian Princess Diana, but even more generous. She's so ahead of her times, she's even ahead of ours in her treatment of the poor. 
She's a hella compassionate royal. But of course, the actual Elizabeth was raised as royalty. She was a princess. She would have been fed on the same view of the poor as everyone else in her class. She wouldn't necessarily have had an especially common touch. If she did, nothing I read about her suggested it. I think this is a contemporary fantasy as well. That all it takes to change things is one nice rich lady who sees that the poor are people too. And I'm not saying there aren't nice rich ladies like this. I I know some, personally, in fact. But they rarely manage to move the needle in the way that shows like this imagine they would. In the end, this show would seem to have very little in common with the actual lives of these people. Instead, they are transformed into a comforting myth, a revised history where someone somewhere once had an enlightened leader, sort of, or would have, if they'd let a woman lead. We do this all the time. Shakespeare did it in the history plays, turning actual historical figures into heroes and villains with hints of truth. Hamilton is the myth created by a musical theater nerd based on a financial writer fanboy's mythologization of an American founder. It is normal to do this for our entertainment. I've done it myself in writing about Victoria Woodhull, the first woman to run for president. I mythologized her so hard I gave her an apotheosis. But I just feel like I'm ready for a much more complicated relationship with historical figures. The way Elizabeth actually was probably isn't likable, but it is interesting. It is complex and weird. While she had her hair combed for two hours a day, she learned to speak Greek. That is some multitasking. I also feel like it's important to track what story a work is trying to tell through their mythologization of an historical person. I think perhaps... Creating a fantasy of a compassionate, forthright, rebellious, adventurous empress gives us hope for a world where such a woman could find leadership now. It is serving a purpose. It's why the whole enterprise is enjoyable, even if it's hilariously inaccurate. Maybe we're all just longing to watch our leaders give away their shoes. Additional fact about the shoes in this show is that there's like a whole scene early on where she's first becoming the empress and is presented with many, many shoes and learns that she will never wear the same shoes twice. That basically she wears a pair of shoes and then they throw them out. So the gesture of giving away her shoes later is meaningful on one hand. But on the other hand, kind of not, because this woman has so many shoes that it doesn't, she's fine without them. I guess that's how they, they mean it like that? I don't know. Or maybe they're trying to say, because she has her shoes thrown out every day, she may as well give them to this orphan child. I don't know. (laughs) This show is silly. It was very silly. But, 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 uh, but fun. It was fun. So, um, I thought about 
what I should do a song about shoes, obviously, since the shoes are so important in this show and in this blog. So uh, I looked at a few options and then I realized, oh, you know what the perfect song for this is? Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. Because those are also some highly decadent shoes. And I bet no one would want to give them away. But you never know, I guess. So I'm going to play for you uh, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes shortly. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please tell someone about it. Like, review, subscribe. I said I was going to make a page about how to do all of those things, and I have not done it because, you know what, I'm not quite sure how to do it. But as soon as I figure it out, I will post, I think, on my website uh, some tips for how to like, review, and subscribe in various apps. If you'd like to support the making of this podcast, you may do so on Ko-fi or PayPal, or you could become my patron on Patreon. Um, I am beginning the process of making the zine that I make for all of my Patreon subscribers. Um, And I also, at the end of the year, deliver all of the songs that I record for the podcast to them. So uh, if you would like to receive either of those things, or both, um, you could join now. You could get the year's zine and music you know for only one month come on you know that's a deal um i would worry about that for my other patrons but none of them do this for the stuff <laughs> they all they're all here to to be a, a support to me so I, I don't think anyone would begrudge a new patron coming on board late um so uh yeah diamonds on the soles of her shoes on guitar in listening to it again to to you know really learn it it you know it's quite remarkable uh i'm not able to be lady smith black mambazo or that incredible bass player or that awesome guitarist or the drummer um but I did, uh, I, I think this is kind of fun. It was fun to do. So um, here it is, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. She's a rich girl. She don't try to hide it. Diamonds on the soles of her shoes. He's a poor boy. Empty as a pocket, empty as a pocket with nothing to lose. Sing to na 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 She's got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. To na 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 She's got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. 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 People say she's crazy. She's got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Yeah. Well, that's one way to lose these walk-in blues. Diamonds on the soles of her shoes. 
She was physically forgotten And she slipped into my pocket With my car keys She says you've taken me for granted Because I please you Wearing these diamonds And I could say woo Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I mean, everybody here would know exactly what I was talking about. Talking about diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Ooh-hoo. Ooh-hoo. She makes the sign of a teaspoon. He makes the sign of a wave. Changes clothes and he puts on aftershave to compensate for his ordinary shoes. And she said, Honey, take me dancing, but they ended up by sleeping in a doorway by the bodegas and the lights on Upper Broadway, wearing diamonds on the soles of their shoes. And I can say, I mean, everybody here would know exactly what I was talking about. I'm talking about diamonds. People say I'm crazy. I got diamonds on the soles of my shoes, yeah. Well, that's one way to lose these walking blues. Diamonds on the soul.